If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Hi everyone. Tyler here. Welcome back to General Queries, uh, a show where we talk about queer people and the queer Brisbane scene. How you doing? Uh, I am joined in the studio today uh, with my wonderful friend, Marin. Oh, so sweet. I love you so much. Um, just for uh, context, I feel like we should get this out of the way first up. Um, Marin and I have been friends for quite a long time. I think about three, three years. Three years, yeah. Um, we attend the same university. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have previously interviewed you. Yep. For a work that I'm still working on. Mm, um, last year. Yeah, last year. Oh, gosh, that would have been November of last year. So about, I, about a year ago. I got a coffee out of it, so that's really yeah, all Yeah, you I did remember. get a free coffee out mm-hmm, of it, and I mm-hmm. got about... It was like an hour and a half, wasn't it? Yeah, it was something like uh, like 16 pages worth of transcript. It was, a, it was a good... I don't shut up. Yeah, it was a good couple of hours worth of work for me. It was a good, like, week... Of just me sitting in front of my laptop listening <laughs> just to crying, you. Just crying. Just be like, I'm sick of Meryn's <laughs> voice. Oh, my God, Meryn. Um, <laughs> just like, Meryn, don't talk to me for the next two weeks. I've heard enough of your voice. It was a wonderful interview. How <laughs> dare you? And you have the most wonderful stories, so this is going to be a good, fun time. Um, yeah. So um, essentially you're probably going to get really bored because they're more or less the same questions that I asked you before, but slightly different. But I'm here in your company. How yeah. could I be bored? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so we'll start off uh, nice and simple. Uh, how do you identify pronouns? How would you like people to refer to you on the street? Uh, I am asexual, not sure about the romantic thing. It's annoying, so I ignore it mostly, um, as you do. Uh, pronouns, I don't know, my, I'm still working it out. Generally just like, oh, gender is just like a vague hand wave. Mm kind of thing. So I'm fine with like she, her, they, essentially. Yeah, very invalid. Um, thank you for getting out of the way. We will refer to you as such for the rest of the podcast. Why, thank you. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, so what does – let's just dive straight into mm-hmm. it. What does uh, your identity mean to you and how you live your life? Uh, I find it a bit interesting whilst trying to date because it's – because of my romantic orientation's a bit up in the air. So I'm generally just like, 
when I'm on OkCupid, I love that little uh, I don't want to be seen by straight people button, I must admit. Um, it's a good button, except good the straight bu- people still turn up. Uh, yes, I was yeah. so confused by that. Like mm. all the time I'm here like, what's this straight man doing on my feet? I don't, I don't want you, but yeah, okay. I'm like, oh, oh, no. Swipe left. I think that's I think that's, that's a that's a Tinder thing, not an okay keep it n- thing. No, you you can still Oh, can left. you? Oh, yeah. Well that's what I've been doing. Big crosses come up, so Okay. Issues. You can hope. I already forgotten the question. <laughs> um how how does what does your identity mean to oh, you and okay. how you live your life? Um, I find that it's a lot more social than mm. I anticipated it to be. So not just all of the queer events that we go to, not just uh, the queer collective at uni where we hang out with people, which I've, that's where I've found every single one of my friends. Like every single friend that I have at uni is from the queer collective, mm. which is nice because it's, it's nice having uh, people who understand your kind of situation. But it's also in the streets, for example. So I wear a ace ring, the black ring on your right middle finger. Mm. And I've actually had people come up to me and just being extremely excited because they found another asexual. I was there just on my phone and this girl comes up to me and she's like, oh my God, is that an ace ring? And I was like, it is. And she was just like, you're the first actual ace person I've ever actually met in real life. And I was like, really? Yeah, she was so excited. She was like, I need to friend you on Facebook. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, okay. So we just started we befriended each other on Facebook. So being queer was a lot more social than I anticipated it to be. Um, I come from a small town and a lot of the time it's ignored um, your queer identity. It's hidden yep. as well. So I've heard of a lot of people who would um, who were not out simply because it's a small town and people are concerned. Did you realising that you were queer affect uh, or impact you wanting to move out? I had already planned on moving out. Um, There's no university anywhere near where I was going and I had planned on going to uni so I was moving out anyways but I didn't come out until after I moved up here. And that was your choice like you felt safer coming out here yeah I felt I got friends who were queer I'm not friends with them at the moment because they turned out not to be amazing people um but when I first moved up here and I did start meeting other queer people I was like oh like I've never actually had or been surrounded by or interacted with even a lot of other queer people Mm -hmm. when you're in a small rural town so I got very excited and I was I felt easier. It felt easier for me to explore myself when I knew that I could do it safely. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it felt like it was okay to be queer essentially because a lot of the time in the in a rural town, the small rural town I came from, it was just it was hidden. Never. Behind, it was behind closed doors. Okay. I think there was there was one openly gay guy at my school and he was always, for example, when we went on camp, there'd be a girl's dorm, there'd be a boy's dorm, and then this kid would be shoved into his own room by himself. Oh. Mm. Wow. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Mm. 
so when you came to Brisbane, what was what was that kind of was there a dissonance there? Was what was the difference like? Um I think the first thing that got me was just the sheer size. And but yeah, it was nice seeing things like, for example, my Facebook feed of queer events happening because nothing like that ever happened at, in rural places. So it was really nice being able to go to queer events mm. and where you're accepted and like most of the people there would understand your experience. So it was a lot easier to kind of, you know, explore when mm. you felt surrounded by people who more understood your experiences more. What was the what was the first event you went to? Because hmm. I worked a lot when I first came down here, so I missed a lot of prides, but I think it would have been Pride Fair Day, I think. Uh, your farm? No? Maybe. No. Oh, maybe it was a rally day. I think it was a rally day, actually. Oh, yeah. Yes, it was a rally day the first time. So what was... <laughs> that like I've never been to a rally day so um I don't know there was a lot of stalls there was a march and there was just like so many people all in rainbow flags but also in their more specific mm. orientation or identity flags which was nice so I I went up to all the ace people I was just like hey and then you just do that thing where you just kind of wave your hand in their face so you can they can see your ring and then they're like oh yeah <laughs> Oh yeah, so this EB Games guy, and he was like, I saw it. It was on the, it was like, it was on the right hand. It was on the middle finger, and I was put my hand up on the board, on the, on the desk, on the bench, and I was just like, that's a pretty ace ring. And then he goes, thanks. It's a mood ring that I painted black. I got it from the dollar store down there on the other side of the shopping center. And I was like, okay, taking, <laughs> taking hand yeah, away from slowly, counter, just kind of slowly drops the it off the counter. Like, oh, thank you so much for that information. The, the sense of solidarity is. <laughs> mm, I was really excited. Lost. Oh God. It's so, it's so exciting. Mm. I have like, there is so much just happiness when you get other ace it's people. Like, I mean, maybe it's just, maybe it's just an ace person thing, but like we're such a small community that when you meet someone else, you're like, oh my God. It's like dogs when they oh. meet other dogs. They're like, oh, dog, 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 dog. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's the exact same response. You're just like, it oh, is. ace, 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 ace. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's, um, like when we, when we went to the panel, so, okay, everyone for context, um, <laughs> Marin and I were asked a year ago, a year ago, two years ago, maybe. Might've been something. I keep getting emails from them. Yeah. Um, it, okay. So it's <laughs> under bad. two years ago. So it's about a year ago. Um, uh, yeah. We were asked by. Jade Oscar mm -hmm. um, to do a panel on ACE experiences yep. at the coast. Yep, it was at uh, Headspace. At Headspace. Yep. Um, because at the time they were some sort of manager for the space um, in, in terms of queer identities. So uh, it was me and you and a friend of ours and one other person we hadn't met before. No, there were five of us. There were five of us. So there were two people we hadn't met before. Yeah. I knew one of the other girls from yeah. the Ace Meetups that. Okay. So two people I somehow I became admin huh. of the Facebook page. Congrats, thank Mara. you. I'm, the amount of Facebook pages for the, Ace Brisbane Facebook pages oh, that I just end up being managers yeah. or admins for. You're such a just hot tip. If you need to get into the the, <laughs> the Brisbane Ace community, Marin's the the person you need to get to. The, the irony of this is that for all of the Ace Meetups that come out of the chats I admin, I've only ever been to two I've in been, like two years. <laughs> I've been to one, but that's because they're on Sunday afternoons and that is damn hard time to mm. kind of, and they're at the West End. 
Um, oh, well, anyone back, who's back before, before they were at the West End, they used to be at um, on South Bank. We used to just have oh, picnics okay. yeah. and just bring food. There's oh. the, that was back when I went to. Those the two that I made it to. Oh, okay, we should. Oh yeah, no, I remember those. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't attend them. I couldn't attend mm. them. But um, yeah, we're we're out there. We're trying. Um, but yeah, <laughs> no, it's thing. just. I, yeah, I remember like turning up to the panel and like I I'd known you and there was. I have to admit there was this real sense where, like when I first met you I was like this is Marin. Marin is the ace. The ace. The ace. And well, I was. I just, think I was the one of the. You were. I was like one of the first ace. You were the first. I was probably the, just the loudest. <laughs> I was just like, I'm always yelling. You, you were the first ace person outside of myself and Beck that I had actually met through happenstance. Because Beck, Beck. I love how you just happened to meet yourself. Well, no, because <laughs> I had come to the realization when I was about 14, 15, and mm. then that just kind of lived with me. Oh, yeah. And then Beck. Um, we should bring Beck onto the podcast so that Beck can give the story of how I introduced her to sexuality. <laughs> um, but yeah, I helped Beck come to terms with that. Mm. So it's not so much I met her out in, out in the wild per se, yeah. but more no free range ace. Yeah, no free range ace. So I was, I was your first free range ace. You were the first free range ace free I think I, ace. I ever met, and I was just so excited <laughs> by that concept. I was like, oh my gosh. We exist. It's actually pretty funny. You're actually not the first person who's told me that, like, especially in the queer room, they were just like, you know, you were the first ace person I met. I was like, really? I was like, I don't feel like I'm that much of an extrovert. I'm pretty introverted and I just sleep most of the time when I go to the room. So I don't know if other people are introducing me, like, see the snoring lump in the corner. That's Marin. She's an asexual. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> and they whisper it too. Right. Because, because, like, because asexual. <laughs> Usually we do like a plug section at the end and I was going to be like, hey, do you want to plug some some pages? But we might as well like plug them now while you're while you're here and we're thinking about them. Yeah. Like you run. What do I you run, run. I run. Uh, you run the Brisbane, Brisbane Aces. Aces. I do Brisbane Asexuals. One of them is. Uh, one of them is closed. One of them is secret. Yes. And you have to get into one to get you into the to, other. Yeah, you have to go into the closed to get into the yeah, secret one. Because they casually need to vet you. Yeah, we just yeah, that's what we do. We I yeah, it, it's I don't not, even think the vetting's that great in that no. one. We're just like you don't look like a dick, so yeah, it, we just let not, you in, I suppose. It's not so much that like we're vetting by its by its very nature is exclusionary. Yes, um, it's more. Oh, you don't have homophobic things on your page. Yeah, we'll let you in yeah. because. Um, there has been a lot of issues with any kind of queer group where if when they figure okay. out the admin sleep pattern, they're like, okay, so we're just going to post a whole bunch of like really homophobic, transphobic things. So. Yeah. And and there has been a, a trend in the Brisbane community lately towards the exclusion of ace people. And I think that should yeah. be something <laughs> that is recognized in a podcast about Definitely. queer experiences. Like that is something that, that ace people can and do experience. I was so worried when I first um, – so the first time that I uh, interacted with the queer collective at uni was in my first year and I went to a meeting because a friend of mine uh, had found out when they were and we were like, oh, we'll go. We'll see what it's like. We'll go. And uh, walked into the room and we were, we were quite early. And I just remember being just so excited 
because I found a poster that had a queer identities on it and asexual was one of them. And they had a little poster on the wall mm. that was just telling you the difference between like sexual attraction, romantic, platonic, mm. um, the difference between squishes and crushes. And I was just like, oh, my God, they actually like they're not exclusionary here. I was just absolutely ecstatic. Yeah. And that's when my second year was when I was just really started interacting with it mm. because I knew that it was a safe place for me to be myself openly. Yeah. It's really interesting, like, once you start realising that, like, it is such a heated Mm. area of discourse. Like, I didn't realise when I first realised I was ace. Mm. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm I'm, I'm queer. Oh, shit. I was – which was essentially what happened. I absolutely freaked out when I first found out. And then I was like, okay, no, it's okay. So I accepted it. I was like, this is me. And then I was just like – Oh my god, exclusionaries! Um, mm. And then yeah. that was an extra worry. Anytime you go into any kind of like queer space, even just Facebook pages, you just be like, yeah. "What's their policy on exclusionaries?" Yeah, and then you kind of like if you find out that they're exclusionary, you have to kind of be like, "Do I enjoy my mental health or mm, not?" Mm, mm. Or, or they're just like no ace discourse, and you're like, "Oh, that's not picking a side." So. That's if you're yeah. not picking a side, you're exclusionist, mm. and we cannot exist so in the I same space. Usually leave. Um, yeah. yeah, and then you you always get. Um, well, you do that thing where you're like, "I'm in a bad mood. I'm gonna go fight some people," and then you just yeah, then you just like ruin your mental health for the next two weeks i ended up in a group i wasn't even aware um that there was like a shit ton of exclusionists in the group and i i posted something and i had this this person for like two hours just constantly tagging me like in the reply comments like mm. just being like oh my gosh and you're not valid and and mm. this and this and this and you're sexualizing minors and i was like what yeah wow I, um the amount of things that you hear exclusionists exclusionists say that we're doing is extremely bizarre yeah, and it, like, it, I don't know how they jump to that like they're like you sexualize everyone that's kind of the opposite of what we do actually if you yeah if you break up the word a means none <laughs> so yeah like that's that's part of it's like you can't just accept half yeah of queer identities it's doesn't really work like that you can't really call yourself an ally if you don't support all of us yeah and it's not just ace people it's bisexuals it's it's transgender people uh, it's non-binary. non-binary people it's yeah yeah it's pretty much if you're not cis and just gay or lesbian mm. then good luck i think it's really interesting that allosexual people you know, they can see that we are outside of, of one paradigm, but they refuse to accept that they are not always in the minority. Mm. Like like we're in the minority of the minority. Yeah, which, which in is... In this sense. Yeah, it, it's really interesting sort of the that intersection there and, and how like we're out here trying to develop a language. I mean, the community has only been officialized for like t- 12 years. Yeah. I was going to say 10, 15. Yeah. 10, 15. Um, and we're, we're still out there trying to develop a language. Like we're nowhere near perfect. Um, but you still got those people who are like, Oh my gosh, you can't like, you need to 
validate your existence with your every breath, which is really difficult. Mm. Well, have you heard of what are they, Bambi lesbians? Bambi lesbians, yeah. yeah. And if you think about it, you the concept of asexuals goes back a very long time. Those, yeah, I, I mean, can't remember the man who coined um, heterosexual and homosexual. He had Bellisha. He had another name for us as yeah, well. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. So the the Kinsey scale with um like the the Kinsey one was heterosexuals and Kinsey six was it was, it was like exclusionary exclusively. Heterosexual was yep. Kinsey one and uh, a Kinsey six was exclusively homosexual mm-hmm. and anything between two to five was a uh, bisexual with a preference either way, yes. unless you were Kinsey three yep. and Kinsey went, but there are also X X's. Um, and like that was in what the forties, the sixties. Fifties, the fifties, the fifties. Didn't you say like the forties to the sixties? Yeah, bam, straight in the middle, right in the middle. Nice, (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's like it's always just like everything under the umbrella. It's always been there. We just need the language, and we're still developing a language to be able to express ourselves. Especially, I think the internet helps a lot because I think it was estimated asexuals take up only about take up. We're only about one percent of the population, yeah. and which is very isolated. That's a two thousand five study. It was a while ago. I can't. from London. From London, yeah. So one percent of the London population is asexual. So they which just is, kind of went bam. Let's assume yeah, that everyone else uh, yeah. fits into this. I do believe that's the that's the only number that comes to head. Yeah, to my head. We're a demographic that just needs time to build a language mm. without being constantly shut down which Mm. is incidentally what the majority of society does to a lot of queer people but Mm -hmm. um that kind of cognitive dissonance seems to to miss a lot of people yeah it's 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 rather it's rather odd that people who experience discrimination then go and discriminate another group yeah like but you know how this feels yeah what are you doing why why would you um that it's like it's like whenever i get like really offended when other food service and when other food industry workers come into work and they're rude to me i'd be like but we were brethren <laughs> i get so excited i just get like oh but you know how it feels like to be on this we side were on the same right? team. yeah and then you're like hurt um yeah just oh language is a time mm. Um, we're getting there. We're getting there. And, the, and then another thing is that allosexuals will sometimes then take our language and say, this is a slur. Oh. Which, just in case any allosexuals are listening, listening allosexual is not a slur. It just means someone who's not asexual. It's just the way that we differentiate between asexual people and not asexual people because early on I think we were calling them sexual people and then everyone got offended by that so we changed it to allosexual. Yeah, and then I think at one point there was a like a non-asexual. Think, yes. Uh, which was very much like you needed a you needed a word yeah it was kind of it was kind of very much like an us and them or like this is mm-hmm. the exotic other kind of yes and we went we needed we need an actual word yes in to the describe same way this group transgender people have cisgender yeah. people yes. yeah we we just needed that language mm. to to discuss what we need to discuss we're on the subject uh Cisgender is also not a slur. <laughs> yes, I remember. Um, I remember going to coffee uh, with uh, a guy. Um, 
and he was he was wonderful. And then somehow we got onto the topic of like social justice and mm. stuff like that. And he was like, I reckon I'd be so offended if someone called me a cisgendered male. And I was like, that's literally what you are, yeah, though. Like just, that's not that's, that's not a slur. That's just an identifier. <laughs> like I don't. I don't understand. It's like people just like, I'm very offended by the fact that you said I have blonde hair. Like, yeah, but you do. You do, though, is the thing. And it's not really offensive to say that someone's got blonde hair. Yeah. And there's a difference. There's a difference between something meaning offense and something. Exactly. Being an identifier. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we need we need to learn the difference mm-hmm. here. Um Yes. Um. What I really, really wanted to ask you, mm. what your revelation, like the the oh my gosh, I'm asexual moment, what that was like, <laughs> and then um, could you also please tell me the story of um how you came out to your mother because I think it's quite hilarious and I'd love everyone else to uh to hear it. All right. Well, so, I'm my realizing what my identity was was everyone calls well not everyone but asexuality is often referred to as a tumblr identity oh god yeah it is (laughs) which makes a real identity you just developed it on tumblr like okay (laughs) which makes it really ironic the fact that that's where I found out what asexual meant. <laughs> like, I'm not really helping the cause there. No. Because there was this little table and it was just like, homosexual means this, heterosexual means this, bisexual means this. And then they had asexual and I was just like, oh, my God. And it, what happened was the reason that came up was because one of my brothers had tagged me in it mm-hmm. and he was like, ha, that sounds like you. And I saw it and I just had this moment and I was just like, oh, my God, it is. <laughs> that's actually me. Yeah, that's that's exactly how it happened. And then and then I had my little freak out because I was just like, I always just assumed I was straight mm. because Look everyone else. straight by default. And, right? And because all my friend group at high school, they'd be like – so who's the hottest guy? And we just sit around a circle and be like, who's the hottest guy? And you just say, you go around the circle saying who you thought the hottest guy was. And I just repeat whoever got the most like agreements. Mm. They'd be like, oh, it was Jack. And I'd be like, it's Jack. And everyone's like, mm, <laughs> she know. And I'd just be like, yeah, woo. Um, and so I just assumed that was normal. Mm. And uh, the uh, lovely sex ed that you get in uh, rural Catholic schools, uh, which um, what I can remember most vividly, it really stuck with me, was our one and a half, two hour PowerPoint on uh, sexually transmitted diseases. And they had this lovely big uh, drop down piece of paper that they could use to project images of genital warts onto our library wall for all of us to admire um, and I remember walking out of there just going, I'm never having sex. <laughs> and all my friends were just going, it's worth it. And I'm here like, mm, is it really? Is- Are you sure? Mm. Um, and and then you think back, like when you when I first yeah. saw the word and learnt the meaning and accepted it, I would look back and I'd be like, yeah, there's some indicators. Like uh, I remember getting the talk from my mum and uh, she's a biology. She was a high school biology teacher. And she was trying to tell me how to have sex safely. And I'm here like, no, 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 no. How does it work? <laughs> like, I don't, 
I don't care. She'd be like, you wear a condom. I'm like, no, but like, how does it actually work? Like in the, in the womb and stuff. And she'd be like, oh, well, this. And I was like, this is so much more interesting. Like, I don't want to learn about dicks and stuff. Like, ew. Like, no, just tell me how this works. And we ended up having like a two, three hour conversation on like how babies were made. So it was, Which is it was every every parent's mm, ideal conversation. Right? It yeah. was much less a the talk and more of a biology seminar. Like it got to the point where I think she was drawing pictures for me. I was just like, <laughs> she's just like here, and this is what happens, and here's the zygote, and here's what happens with this, and I'm here just like, yeah, it's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I was much more interested in like the the biology, biology side behind of it, it, and yeah, than the. Uh, and so when Doing. you actually came out to your mother, did did she know? She um, knew. I can't remember what she said exactly because I, I I came out to her originally and she was a bit like, she was, oh, everyone's like that, Marin. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, shut down a little bit. And then I came out um, to everyone because that was, she was the first person I came out to. And then the next time mm-hmm. when I texted everyone, it was coming out day and I was like, okay. I'm going to come out to my family on coming out day. And then I forgot. And then it got to like uh, like 11.30 and everyone's like, oh, happy coming out day, everyone. It's almost over. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> shit. So it's like 11.30 and I'm trying to like power through. I think I ended up sending it at like 10 to midnight or something. And then I sent it and I was like, Phew. and then you're like, no one's going to be awake. So then I had to wait for like six to eight hours before anyone would actually respond. And I was just freaking out the whole time because I was just like, why did I do this? Why didn't I send this at three o'clock? I should have sent an alarm. Like I should have sent an alarm to come out to my family. <laughs> Just be like 3 a.m. To do list. Right? Come out. Right? Like I needed to have a list or something. Like, oh, what's the bulletin board for today? <laughs> Buy milk. Go to work. Come out to family. Um, which I didn't prepare. Um, so I just like spammed it and I was like, send. And my sister was like, we'll love you anyways. And I was like, ah. she was awake at two o'clock. And I was like, ah. and then I was like, Get your ass to bed because she's my little <laughs> sister and I'm caring older sister and that's how that's we what do you things. do as that's a younger you sister, yeah. as an older sister. Yeah, she validates my identity and I tell her to go to bed. Um, then my brother was kind of like, you and you. And I was like, thanks. And my dad, I remember my dad's because he's like, well, at least we won't have to worry about you getting pregnant. And I was like, well, that's probably a bad thing for mum. Um, did you talk about her to talk to her before you were sent that? We, we might we might attempt to um, try and wrap this up. Yes. Um, do you have uh, any tips for those who are curious and questioning and want to get out there in the, the community? Um, specifically asexuals, I definitely say hit up Facebook. Um, oh yeah, most look, of the stuff is online. Yep. So like, and that's also a great way to meet people. Yeah, like um, we have got uh, the Facebook pages mm. for asexuals in Brisbane specifically. Yeah. Um, there there's one, one for the coast. There's one for the coast. There's one for Australia in general. Mm. There are ones for the world. Mm. I'm in one called Ace Trainers, which is specifically asexual people who like Pokemon. So. You know, just look up any kind of variation of ace, asexual and your local area and you're most likely to hit something. Um, because of exclusionists, there is – most of them may actually be secret, so you might not be able to find them, so you may actually need to go to pages and you kind of end up there. It's a little bit like going on Wikipedia. Like you'll go in there and have a look at like – 
an animal and somehow you're looking up when the Great Wall of China was being built, um, you'll just end up there eventually. Eventually. Um, in a very strange manner and through many clicks of the mouse. Um, but also try going up, try hitting up any queer events if there are some in your area. Yeah. If the- you come from rural areas, well, move. Um <laughs> <laughs> Just take it from me just leave um (laughs) it's better um you'll actually meet people and it's a lot more freeing when you're around people who understand your experience and who can relate yeah Mm. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you want to plug? This is your your chance to. Oh, we've already I've, plugged I websites, but if you, if you want to plug uh, events or anything you've got coming up, I'm literally just sleeping for the next four weeks. So I feel I that so much. No idea. Yep. Okay. Um, uh, also, what events are coming up? Um, also, uh, Happy Ace Awareness Week. Yeah. Yeah. It starts you, on Sunday. You. Y'all better be aware of us for a full week. So, and- any any asexuals planning on robbing a bank, please avoid it. In the next seven days. Yeah, in the next seven days. After that, resume all resume all illegal activities. But yeah, thank you. Actually, just thank you for for all the educational stuff that you kind of do around the place. You do a lot of really small. If you, I feel like I just sleep, and everyone's always like, "Thank you so much for doing this." And I was like, "What did?" But you do is is it's really weird because I I know a lot of people know about me. Yeah, but I'm like, how how do you know me? How do you? You just you turn up and you do the good work. You but you're you're a silent kind of vigilante, right? And yeah, vigilante. Yeah, vigilante. I so look great in spandex. You do. You look mm. excellent in whatever you want to wear. Mm, thank you. Anyway, um, I will. <laughs> uh, we we will wrap up now. But thank you so much for just coming in and having a chat. That's and all right. um, everyone out there listening in podcast land, I love you and I hope you have a wonderful day. Remember to drink plenty of water uh, and be aware of asexuals for the next week remember just google it you know go out educate yourself and we'll come back and we'll uh we'll continue to educate you in the upcoming episodes Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.